because we're in that time of uh, political correctness. And does, does that, do you think that it causes uh, where we sometimes need to get the human communication? Does all that correctness, um, because we're so guarded now, sometimes we're, uh, we're afraid of saying uh, the wrong thing so we don't say anything. And that stifles communication that's needed at times for humor and laughter. Because that was one of the issues from the VA. They'd say, you can't say that because we'll get sued by somebody. Well, I think personally, you know, I've spent a little bit of time, probably too much time, you know, being offended by things in life, you know, and it's like, okay, um, you know, where, where does that get us? Where does that get us? You know, if we're going to sit back and be offended the rest of our lifetimes by things people say and do, well, we're not going to get very far, you know, and so I thought some of that political incorrectness was a bit refreshing. Um, but, you know, I think we're in a time and a place right now where, yeah, we're, we're just so caught up in being offended by everything that's happening, we, whether it's personal or not. And I think we, yeah, we need to be sensitive to people's needs, but we also need to um, realize that we're all different. We're just trying to get through this thing together. And uh, so there needs to be some common ground there, obviously, but uh, we can't well, go through life being, being pissed off and offended. And I, I, I've done it. I've been there, right? Yeah. So. But Miss Kim, that first day you were there with us, you took the shot. You just did it. Why do you think you, why do you think as a young intern, you're walking and you want to make a good impression, you just didn't care because you knew those men needed you being authentic, correct? Correct. I, I took a big risk. I said, yeah. well, to my, I, I don't, I wish I could have videoed my brain as soon as that, like, you know, the things you would do to get kicked out of the military. I must have thought really quick because I thought of a lot of things real quick, but yet I spit it out. But my thought was, this is my first day. I might as well get kicked out now. <laughs> um, let's just get it over with either i could truly be myself or right. forget it i don't want to be here i don't want to i don't want to be in a job i cannot you know that i can't be myself and i think actually i gotta i gotta tell you one of my favorite rn case managers one of the nurses at the collaborate care hospice her and i are a trip together because we're crazy we have a good time but I got to tell you, two of our supervisors chose us to work with their family members. So I go, then we must be doing something right. Because her and I kind of kind of go off the cuff. We're like, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know. I just saw Abbott and Costello the other day on TV. So kind of like Abbott and Costello, but not. Right. Um, but, you know, it just, do you know what it is? Is it, it you want to bring that humanness there. And I think it's very similar, you know, being on hospice, you know, having a terminal illness and having, having a chronic illness like uh, PTSD, it's not going to go away. It's not going away. You know? And, and I think that there's a piece in there that um, that's interesting is that we, that we didn't really touch on is, and when I was there at the pathway home, they were just, just uh, researching moral injury. Cause when I was there, I go, there's something more to this than what's, there's something more that's happening 
that we haven't quite figured out yet, right? And it's kind of what moral injury is, Miss Kim. So more moral injury, and, and I'll use an example. Um, and especially, I have two friends that are Catholic that served uh, in a combat zone. Um, and these, and I'll come from this perspective. You know, thou shalt not kill. I'm not right. Thou shalt not kill. And here I go, and I'm killing people. Um, or there's a particular instance where, you know, um, a Marine that I worked with at Pathway, he says, Kim, my buddy's in the Humvee, he's crying, and he's burning to death. You know, and he felt like he should have done something. There's not one thing in that moment I could have said to this young man to fix that. So a lot of it is the PTSD therapy wasn't really helping that. So you're reliving this, reliving this, reliving this horrible incident. But right. some of the research that I've read, actually, um, I have a book, Adaptive Disclosure, and it talks about moral injury and how to address it. And they talk about forgiveness, forgiving yeah. yourself, right? And I never learned about forgiving yourself in, in, the, in the CBT, you know, or, you know, they have the prolonged exposure therapy. This, this really talks about forgiveness and about learning how to love ourselves somehow, like make some, you know what I'm saying? Like take little steps to heal that, that deep wound, you know, and, um, I don't know how I got from that tangent, but it just kind of came out of me. No, yeah. No, that, yeah, that's awesome. That was awesome. Well, moral, moral, yeah, getting back to moral injury, you know, mm -hmm. and again, you know, kind of what I was getting at too is, oh, I, I was wronged, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we see it again. Uh, you see it in families all the time. You hurt me, you know, and, and you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, if we can't forgive people, and I, I'm, I'm speaking to myself, if we can't forgive people, then we're not going to make, we can't make progress. Right. Now it's very difficult to make progress well, um, without forgiveness and understanding. I, I will share that I had a, a person I dealt with 30 years ago who had come back from a tour in the military in Japan. He was a military policeman at the front gate of the base and the family was exiting and he was told by the people, don't let them leave. And they drove through the gate, wooden barrier, and he fired directly into the car. Mm. And uh, this happened. Uh, he was a Native American guy who had an alcohol mm. drug problem that I was helping him with. He killed six people in the car. Wow. where he was and they were allegedly doing illegal stuff and he was to come back and it was okay. The shooting was cleared and he, he never dealt with it until he was in his sixties. Mm. And that whole time for that moral wound that he had. And I told him, I, I had a, a, a person teach me one time, you cannot heal a wound unless you drain it emotionally and spiritually and then physically. So that's everything you're talking about, Miss Kim. And what you do with all these patients that you have had up there and the incidences uh, where there was, there was 
some depth because we didn't quite have a grasp on with nobody blamed mm-hmm. we didn't have a grasp on the 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 fella that the nature of his uh post traumatic stress disorder he decided to take the lives of three people who were supposed to be his healers so i'm just saying to you and to tim and to steve thank you for what you're doing miss kim you're mm-hmm. an awesome and I, I had an evil intent here because down the pipe, <laughs> I asked you to come and play with us uh, and sing songs for us when we do a benefit up in Yountville. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll park the truck, uh, the, the, the mobile unit up there, and see if we can help the VA with some of their folks. And you and I can put on a little show like we did before up there. And you are an awesome Awesome spirit. Thank you for joining us in the barracks. To learn more about our hosts, guests, and how to support Vets Mobile Dental Unit, visit www.inthebarracks.org.